This is the Strength Anger Podcast, part of the Berserker Strength Radio Network, featuring APF Illinois State Chairman Eric Stone, as well as AAPF AWPC Powerlifter Robert Bain. We are coming at you from 2XL Powerlifting in Lombard, Illinois, and you can find this podcast online on anchor.fm. Okay, Mr. Bain. Here, here we are, episode 24. We survived the Corona Classic. Of the Strength and Anger podcast. Yes. Yes, we've got a lot to talk about. In fact, uh, Bain and I were chatting about this topic of this week, talking about you know the Arnold Classic and the WPO semis, and we're going to have to split it in two weeks because there is so much to go through. Oh, my gosh. There's just... It's just a lot. Like, I'm, I'm still processing all this because there's so many instances and moments and that just, I don't know if you've experienced this in, you know, in the aftermath, but it's like, did that, did all that really just happen? Yeah, no doubt. So we'll, we'll get to all that, Bane, but any feedback from our AUA episode? Yeah, lots of it. <laughs> and what was it on? A lot of people asking me a very particular question that some asshole at the end of the episode asked. <laughs> But a valid one, and that's when will I squat 700 pounds in a meet. Uh, past that, good feedback. Uh, a lot of folks, I think, enjoyed the the interactive piece of it. Uh, a lot of folks asking about who some of the uh, anonymous questions were from. Uh, or some of our examples. Yeah, who are examples if we were <laughs> talking about them. Yes, yes. So, But I think that, uh, you know, definitely got some good engagement, and I, I liked that. So I think, uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit. I would love to do that again. What uh, What feedback did you get? Yeah, similar. Uh, a lot of feedback from people. They enjoyed hearing the questions. They liked hearing their questions. Um, I think they, yeah, were asking if if I was talking about somebody generally, if I was talking about them specifically. Yep. So, yeah, good good feedback. I think we'll probably do that again maybe sometime later in the year. For sure. So other than that, Bane, what's going on? I survived. I made it back. What a fucking weekend. Did you catch the coronavirus while you were there? Uh, no, this is just from me yelling, as I tend to do at, uh, at a lot of meets uh, when I'm spotting and or loading. Uh, hashtag Corona Classic Hype Guy. Right, right, right. So, uh, plus, interesting. Uh, so, Saturday night, I was sitting in the hotel. I was, you know, potentially going to go meet up with some people. I had a lot of friends that were in town either competing at the XPC or trying to get into different things. They already had the travel plans, so they didn't break them. And... I got a text from my boss that essentially we are grounded uh, from travel for work. Wow. Yeah. So really interesting uh, with that. So I was supposed to actually fly. I was supposed to be on a plane right now uh, to New York. And so we had, ended up having to cancel that on Saturday night. Uh, you know, United was, was pretty cool about it, as was, uh, you know, Hilton. But, uh, yeah, so really interesting that all that is up in the air right now. Uh, or not up in the air, I should say. And uh, so we'll see kind of what uh, what goes on with that. So. Uh, Stone, what's going on with you? Yeah, I was going to say as well, uh, I had a client here earlier today that was supposed to be going to Vegas to a construction conference tomorrow. Womp womp. Um, there's a bunch of th- stuff that's been canceled. Fits right into what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, actually, one of my uh, one of my customers uh, was supposed to be at that same conference in, oh, okay. in Las Vegas. Uh, he actually was uh, texting me on uh, on Sunday night. Uh, we rescheduled our meeting from next week to tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. So other than that, uh, we've got the Illinois State meet that's coming up less than two weeks away. Jeepers. 
We have a record number of lifters, 250 over two days. Sold out. Sold out. <laughs> so we're uh, trying to sift through all the lifters that can't figure out how much they weigh. Mm-hmm. So I've got to go through about 20, 30 or, emails to... Or which federation they're in or what they're competing in. Or. Right. If they're wearing knee sleeves or not knee sleeves or wraps or... Um, knee sleeves is basically rah-rah, right? Right. There's a there's one girl that entered uh, Teenage Junior Masters 1, 2, 3, 4. So she just clicked all the boxes in a row. <laughs> Fucking young people. So, yeah, I've uh, got some got some work going there. But uh, other than that, probably... I guess what's going on is everything we're going to talk about for the the rest of this episode and yeah. next week. Yes, yes, that that is the what the happenings and goings on there. But before but, we get into that, yeah, before we get into that, Bane, what is bullshit? My what is bullshit this week? I fired off to you like immediately after this dropped on uh, on Tuesday. OpenIPF.org. So it's a, elaborate. It is a spinoff of Open Powerlifting, which I like. Open Powerlifting, which for those of you that. Haven't been on there because I think even my wife Jackie had never been on there. Oh, my really? brother didn't know he had a, a profile on there. Mm-hmm. I looked him up and his needs are on there. Did it's he, basically has he sued yet? Yeah, it's basically a database of all the results of all the meets that they've been able to gather, and they have it in a very, I would say, fairly organized fashion. Yeah, very user friendly. Yeah, I would say relatively. Uh, so yeah, so it's it, you know if you listen to uh, an archived episode of ours uh, talking about Michael Soong's all time list, you know open powerlifting has kind of become a bit of the default right now of that because uh, you know they they are probably the largest uh, publicly available database. Right, there used to be for a little while, for a number of years, powerliftingwatch.com, and yep. there was also still Soong's list. There used yep. to be what we talk about every week in the Pulsa throwback <laughs> segment, the top one hundred list. Yep, but that's essentially what open powerlifting has become now. Correct. So they did a collaboration with the IPF, and that in itself I'm not upset about. I think that's cool. I, I would love to see the APF do something like this. However, where I got pretty spicy about is the reasoning that multiple international federations or national federations around the world that are affiliated with the IPF weren't us- utilizing open powerlifting because they thought it was hard. So suddenly the gold standard of powerlifting around the world didn't like what everybody else is using. Imagine that. And now they want something of their very own. I think what it probably was was that they had to scroll through all the different federations and all the different real weight classes, the original weight classes that have been around since the beginning of powerlifting, and they wanted one that just had the IPF stuff on it. They can fuck all the way off. Every one of them. I was at the Arnold. You'd find me there. I'll be at some other stuff. I'll be in Ireland later this year. Fuck all the way off, and I'll tell you to your face. You don't need a whole other separate fucking spreadsheet. If you want it, then just import it and sort it by country. Piss off. That infuriated me that they need a whole other project, which they didn't fund, by the way. Right. Well, because somebody, I think it was Pioneer, mm-hmm. posted on, you know, did you have to pay a fee to do that? Correct. Tongue in cheek, since Pioneer was unable to get their belts mm-hmm. approved by the IPF because it was going to cost them like, I don't know. $250,000. I was going to say, I thought it was like forty fifty grand. Yeah, because that's how much Mark Bell got paid to get his sleeves approved. Wow. Yep. And I said, if anything, the IPF should be paying them to Correct. do that work for them. And so this holier-than-thou attitude that the IPF and the USAPL typically have just... It infuriated me to no end. And so that is bullshit this week. Stone, what is bullshit? Uh, Very relevant because today is the first, I guess, full day. Full day of daylight savings time. 
Daylight savings time is bullshit. Complete bullshit. We are not an agrarian society anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be able to have more daylight. Like, <laughs> we have these things called street lights now. Yeah. And it's like shifting deck chairs in the Titanic. Just because you move an hour here, there, I don't, like, it, it makes no difference. Nope. It does nothing but disrupt people's lives. It pisses me off because I got to go around and change clocks everywhere. In the gym, in my car, in phone, my house. Like everything. I have yet to see a compelling argument why we should continue to do daylight, sa- daylight savings time other than just that's what we've always done. And how shitty is it that daylight savings time also fell on International Women's Day as so they got shortchanged by an hour? I didn't even think about that. That's funny. <laughs> how fucked up is that? <laughs> Women only get 23 hours on their day. On their day, yes. How fucked up is that? Wow. But guess what? On Father's Day, 24 hours. Maybe 25. We, Maybe. Should, we should move Father's Day in the fall. <laughs> So yes, that's I, I agree with you one hundred percent. Taylor savings is pretty fucked up, and uh, first postulated by who? Benjamin Franklin, yes, I believe. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Something and I like Benjamin Franklin. His thought process at the time made sense, but 100%. that was two hundred years ago. It was. It was great national treasure uh, highlight there. So, so on to our <clears throat> powerlifting USA throwback segment. Pusa. We've been saving this one. Although we're, we are more going to talk about the WPO next week, but I figured we've been waiting to go through this yeah, issue. It's been, it's been sitting staring in the eye for a while, hasn't it? So we've got the September 2011 issue of Powerlifting USA. Mm-hmm. We've got our now, man. Now, what were you doing in 2011? Oh, man. Uh, that's a tricky one. 2011, I would have been working at RightFit. Okay. Um, yeah, we would not have started 2XL yet, and... I think, yeah, I think by that time I was done working at Velocity. I think it was about 2009, 2010 I made the transition. So it would have been kind of right in the Full midst. Might, right in the midst of my, uh, my four or five year reign as the director of sports performance at Right Fit in Willowbrook. Nice. Awesome. I uh, believe we were living here. In, yeah, we were living here in Illinois at that time. No kids yet, by the way. I think uh, Jacob <clears throat> born 2012. So. Just shy of kids at that point. Gotcha. We had all four born and doing their being children things. Uh, yeah, I was working in Lincolnwood at uh, Atomic Transport. Doing, uh, I was the director of training and a uh, carrier sales manager at that time. So, yeah, that was uh, what I was doing in 2011. But more importantly, what was our buddy doing? Yeah, we have the man, Super D, Donnie Thompson, Right on the cover with his 3,000-pound total from the 2011 Power Station Pro. Hard to believe that it was that long ago. That's crazy. I mean, almost 10 years ago, and it was just then, you know, this last year that Hoff was able to uh, finally get to the 3,100. Now, he had broken the 3,000. He was like, what, (coughs) I think it was 3,005, and then he had like 3,014. Yep, correct. So just barely above there. Yep. And he, I mean... So we, yeah, we won't go into all that for the WPO recap, but yeah, so the first 3,000-pound total, I mean, it's one of those numbers that uh, I think it's, it's it's one of those that people thought was untouchable until Donnie did it, and then obviously it was for a long time. Yeah, so this was at the Power Station Pro-Am, and I'll just go through a couple other lifters that were at this. Um, you also had Dave Hoff at 275, who totaled 2,910. Um, Which is, that's no slouch of a total. That right, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, that's, you know, he had a 1165 squat, 945 bench, 800 deadlift. Wow. You had our uh, my co-announcer on Friday, Brian Carroll, who totaled 
at 275, totaled 2730 mm-hmm. with an 1185 squat, 770 bench, and 775 deadlift. Wow. You had Laura Phelps sweat, totaling 1800. And I'm not sure if that was her best total ever, but. Oh, it's really close. It's really close. She squatted 745, benched 530, deadlifted 525 at 165. Jeepers. You had our guy who is at the meet this weekend, Henry Thomason, who is at super heavyweight yeah. at this meet. And he totaled 26.50 via uh, 11.90 squat, <laughs> 7.55 bench, and 7.05 deadlift. You had uh, Chris Duffin at this meet. Wow, mad scientist. At, at 2.20, 1,010 uh, squat, 6.50 bench, 700 deadlift. And this was equipped, by the way, for those of you who think he only does uh, Duffin raw now with <laughs> voodoo floss all over him. Yes. You had one of our guys who competed this weekend again, Daniel Tinahero, Tinahero, they corrected me on the pronunciation, with a 2250 total at 220. Um, so yeah, you had you know a number of uh, lifters that are still kind of around, even if they're not lifting. Uh, right. AJ Roberts was in there. Uh, let's see any other ones I, that people would know. Amy Weisberger competed 148, nice. did 1310. So... It's awesome. So we also had a article by the Louis Simmons called Wave Periodization. Wave Periodization. Wave Periodization. What we do is over the course of three weeks, we wave the band tension and we increase it every week. <laughs> so basically he goes through the way that they would wave percentages and band tension on the speed days. Speed days, we do speed. And on max effort days, we max out. Basically. Um, so one, there's conjugate in a nutshell for you. Yeah. One thing that struck me is that there are a lot of fucking advertisements in this issue. I mean, the last six pages of the magazine are all advertisements. Oh, my word. Yeah, literally the last six pages, all advertisements. That's crazy. Uh, there was an interview with uh, a, a not really local, but a kind of local lifter, Stephanie Vanderwiggy, mm-hmm. who is from Wisconsin and Wisconsin. a very strong female lifter. Um, had used to drive down to Franz Gym. Oh, wow. Um, on basically every week wow. to train. Um, and, you know, she said we'd get up at like four in the morning, drive down to Franz Gym, work out from eight to two, then drive back. So it was a whole, a whole day thing. Jeepers. And one of our, our members, Mike Goldman, picture of him backspotting her at a uh, Daryl Latch meet. Did somebody say backspotting? We've got the top 50 men's and women's 114 deadlifts. So the top would be Irvin Gaynor with a 518. And a local guy, Rob Leone, is down the list a little bit at 34 with a 440 deadlift. And that was here basically in Chicago at Lincolnwood. Um, you remember the Purple Hotel? Uh, yes, I actually uh, used to work right down the street from it. Yeah, we, we used to have a lot of meat at the Purple Hotel. It's, I, it gone. Yeah, I know it's gone, but that was a... We had a good relationship with them. We'd run it in the basement ballroom, um, which is a pretty good-sized ballroom. Nice. On the women's side, we have a 435 deadlift by, by Diana Rowell. Um, someone we've talked about quite a bit with a 430 deadlift number two is Margaret Kirkland. Nice. So we had results from the Chicago Summer Bash 8. And if you go back to one of our earlier episodes. The we talked about that was kind of the down year, 2011. We only had 52 total lifters over two days. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I think that was when I finally decided, well, we're going to run over two days, and then we only got 50 lifters, and then we said, okay, never mind. We're going to do it in one day. And then a couple years later, 
it blew up and we had to do like two sessions and two platforms in one day with like 150 Jeez. lifters. So we also had the top 100. Finally. Super heavyweights. The, the thick boys. Finally, we make an appearance. At the top is 1260 Donnie Thompson. Look at that. We've got Matt Wenning, number two, Henry Thomason, number three, A.J. Roberts, number four, Paul Childress, number five. So a lot of well-known lifters. Dave Hoff down at 11 with uh, 1035. Obviously, he did more at the aforementioned meet from before. Right. We have Scott Mendelson with the top bench with 992. Man, he was animal back in the day. Dave Hoff, number two, 915. Ryan Canelli, was who was at the Arnold this weekend, yep. 900. A.J. Roberts, also with 900. We have Bill Crawford with 881. We have a local guy, Tommy Harrison, with 865, Chicago cop. Nice. Um, on the deadlift, we've got Brad Gillingham, who was a big USAPL lifter back in the day, 881 deadlift. In the total, we've got A.J. Roberts, who you can see him in Westside versus the World. Mm-hmm. Kind of talk about how I think this was probably his top total, 2825. Wow. And I think that was when Louis said, if we could just get you up about 20, 20 more pounds, we could get you the all-time world record. And yeah. he's like, you know, I was having trouble sleeping, and I could barely walk. and Couldn't breathe. And... Right, couldn't breathe. Dave Hoff, number two, with 2735. Uh, Shane Hammock, who still lifts, 2660. Paul Childress, 2620. Ironically, I don't think I see Donnie Thompson... On the top list here, I'm, wow. I'm looking down. So he must have maybe had a lull, or maybe he was just working on the squat for a while. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about that, but he's not in the super heavyweight. Oh, this is from June 2010 to June 2011. So I know that, mm. you know, he he hit this 3,000-pound total at a different time. So I'm not sure. I don't honestly see Donnie in that top area. Um, Interesting. So. He, he would have had a qualifying total, I mean. Um, I mean, sure, but I mean, for the Power Station Pro Am was kind of like the replacement of the WPO for a while until the oh, XPC so came of, in. Kind of an invitational type. Yeah, thing. but it was an invitational. So maybe Donnie just you know didn't do a big total that year. Who knows? Um, gotcha. Not sure. I, I, I it's hard for me to just keep combing through all the all the numbers on there, but I don't see him immediately at the top. Yeah. So from here, Bane, let's go on <laughs> let's to let's dive in. Baby. Let's dive into the hashtag Corona Classic. 2020 and you got the picture i sent you of the the coaster that we got from the the i got that and i've also got a picture of arnold with the the mask on that i think i'll use for our for our instagram post yes for those of you that don't know the arnold classic was kind of canceled this last week Expo was canceled yeah the arnold classic expo was canceled and so we've been jokingly calling it the hashtag corona classic because it's Canceled because of the coronavirus, basically. Yes, COVID-19. So before I dive into this timeline, any just thoughts off the top, Bane, on just, I know we're going to go into all the details here, but just just some, some initial thoughts on the canceling of the expo and the debacle rollout yeah, that I think, ensued. I think that's what kept standing out to me was just how poorly it was handled at the onset like i i knew this was fully a possibility uh i did not i just uh, <clears throat> i didn't even have a concept that it was and i hadn't heard about some of these other conferences and things getting canceled yeah. i just felt like it just and, and i still think it's a lot of media hype 
Yes. And I get it. I get when, you know, you got people coming in from out of country and, you know, you got a bunch of people together, but it just, it seems like we've had every two, three years, we have some kind of scare of some kind of new virus. Roughly every four years. Right. Mm. Mm. Tenfold hat is on there, Bane. Collusion. I mean, we've got the bird flu, the swine flu, the SARS. I mean, yep. it's, there's been so many of them. I just, I, I get it. Not that we shouldn't take take precautions, but I didn't even know have a, know there was a concept or a possibility that the Arnold Classic would be canceled. Yeah, it was it was interesting. So I I heard on Sunday that TPM, which is a large international uh, logistics conference, it was canceled the day it was supposed to start. Wow! And so there are people in from. I mean, 40 different countries in Long Beach. And just suddenly, nope, no mas. And so all this scrambling going on, and I'm like, wow, that's, that's interesting. I, what, I wondered out loud, like, what, what happened? Like, and, and my boss talked to me, and, you know, he and I are been good friends for a while. And uh, he's like, Do you, are you still going? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, nothing's been said. And honestly, up until Monday, the Arnold – committee didn't say a thing nor did anybody in ohio no i I didn't even heard that that they were discussing it because like they're already discussing the possibility of canceling or doing something with the olympics i know that i chatted with a client today who has tickets to go to the olympics they have they have suspended uh syria the italian top flight soccer league for the rest of the season wow or indefinitely i should say uh that that broke earlier tonight on my way down here so and i know there is an outbreak in italy so there's some there's some logic to that Yes, but but again, what it comes down to is that the the rollout of this was done so suddenly, so poorly, and we're going to get into some of the rumors, some of the confirmed. It, it was just, and I think that's why it was such a big deal to everybody because it was just so, it was such a hard left turn. It was so sudden and so poorly communicated. I yes. would argue. Yes. So let's let's go into the timeline, and then we'll get into what happened in Ohio. Sure. So I just laid out the timeline of going back to the beginning of the year, because this is all related to the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And so I looked up kind of a timeline of the coronavirus. So let's start. January 11th, 2020, mm-hmm. the first death of the coronavirus is reported in China. I'm not exactly sure when China reported the coronavirus, but it was sometime before then, maybe late last year. I, I seem to recall something about like, oh, this could be a thing, like the next SARS at the end of 2019. But it was pretty much brushed off. Sure. But the first death was reported January 11th. The first case in the United States was reported January 21st. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in that midst, I mean, there's some other things that happen. They start to quarantine some cruise ships. Mm-hmm. They start to suspend some travel. Um, on January 30th, the World Health Organization declares a global health emergency, which is apparently a fairly big deal. February Who declares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> February 29th, the first death is reported in the United States. So that's the timeline of, okay, January to the end of February. You know, there is something going on. Yep. And it's a lot of this stuff is still happening as we're recording this episode. As you said, you heard, you know, Italian Soccer League is suspending operations. There has been talk about possibly the NBA having empty stadium games. The Final Four, same thing. Yeah. So... Have there been any reported cases in Ohio up until right at the end of February that you know of? Up until, actually, as of today, because I was looking on uh, NBC4's website in Columbus, and the attorney or Surgeon General of Ohio said it's only a matter of time before it gets to Ohio. So I read that as it's not there. 
Sure. So as of the end of February, the beginning of March, there have been zero reported cases in Ohio. Now, that's not to say that there shouldn't be concern when you have the Arnold Classic, for those of you that have never been and don't have a concept, it is, if not the biggest fitness expo it in is, the world, it is, the largest. it is one of the largest. I mean, I, largest, quote unquote, I guess it depends how you're defining that. Like Based on attendees and competitions, sure. it is the largest outside of the Olympics. Sure. You know, I guess you know you might say the Olympi- Olympia could be a, quote, bigger deal, but it's not as... Not, not as, as well attended. Right. There's not as many things. Sure. So it's the biggest fitness expo, yep. at least by numbers, in the world. 250 total attendees. 250,000. Uh, yeah, 250,000, excuse me. <laughs> 250 attendees. No big deal. <laughs> 250,000 attendees, over 80 sports going on. Yep. And I think they said something like 20,000 athletes. 22,000 athletes. That come. Competitors. And it goes, It when I went 15 years ago, it was basically a two-day event. I think it was just Saturday, Sunday. Correct. And it has eventually now expanded into four days. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And, it, and that is just expo and competition, not including setup, teardown. Oh, well, yeah, of course. And also bear in mind that uh, along with those 22,000 athletes, there's usually at least one other person with them correct coach friend handler parent so and i know that's that's included in the 250,000 attendees right but there are a lot of people that come to columbus ohio yeah, and, and there's and you mentioned that specifically because those people aren't just coming to watch like they're coming to like they're that person's staff essentially sure and it almost always takes place the first full weekend in march it's correct. been that way as long as i've been around yep so i am training a client and Howard is on his phone doing a little bit of training, and he sees a post from Jen. And it was an article from the local NBC affiliate from Columbus. There had been a press conference. This is Tuesday, March 3rd. Governor Mike DeWin and Mayor Andrew Ginther, mm-hmm. they announced that the expo was being, quote, postponed, a.k.a. canceled. Yep. The sports will continue with no spectators. Right. It'll just be an empty arena, quote, unquote. Um. They'll only allow spectators for the bodybuilding finals because those were pre-sold special tickets. Yep. Athletes from affected countries from the coronavirus, specifically China, Italy, Japan, Iran, South Korea, will not be allowed. Correct. I'm not. How many international lifters come to the Arnold? Because I, I think it's not just the lifters; it's the other athletes too. Because you have, I mean, everything from fencing. Sure. Uh, yeah. I, I meant total. I didn't say. I didn't mean lifters. Yeah. I meant you know <clears throat> athletes. athletes. I didn't know that there was that many international yeah. athletes that came to the Arnold because the powerlifting is all basically U.S. I mean, the XPC, even the USAPL. Yeah. I know the strongman probably has some international components to it. Decent amount. And, um, yeah, so, so there's a, a good amount of international competition. I think I, I read somewhere it's like 40 or 50 countries are represented at, at the – because of the Arnold Classic Series, because there's a bunch of them around the world. Yeah, there used to be just one, but now they've added one in Australia. There's and one in Asia. There's one. In, there's two in Europe. There's one in India. Uh, I don't, there's not an African one yet. I thought there was one in South Africa, or maybe they were talking about it. Maybe. I'm not sure. There's one in South America, one in uh, sure. Brazil. So there's a good amount of these, and but this is the biggest one. And, so, uh, a and lot this of, was the first. Yes. And... Uh, a lot of these competitions are all actually international qualifiers, like qualify for international uh, other things too. Sure. And so it was, you know, this is a big deal. And for those athletes that were not allowed to compete because of their country of origin, uh, became an even bigger deal for them. There's more I'll touch on with that in a second. But 
you know, by the time this press conference started, uh, they're already setting up. As, as Bain said, like the actual expo and events are Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But I mean, as Bain knows from working in logistics, and he's going to talk about that more with his personal experience later. Yep. But stuff is already there. Like it's they got cr- their they got their Saturday crates Sunday. of product are already sitting on the expo floor. They're sitting there waiting to be set up. Yep. Um, Tuesday, still Tuesday, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Twitter, he posts a video where he says that everything is canceled but bodybuilding and strongman. Now, my thought is he probably just got the messaging wrong, and he maybe, he, maybe they told him that everything for spectators was canceled except for bodybuilding and strongman. But he didn't say that. And so yep. this is when everyone kind of goes into panic mode. Everybody who's going there to be an athlete. And we knew a bunch of people from the WPO um, and XPC. And they're all kind of, you know, just it, this is pure chaos at this point because nobody really knows what's going on. None of the promoters have been told at this point. The promoters found That's... out on social media oh just God. like the rest of us. So we're, Howard and I were on the phone with Amy Jackson, who was with Wayne Pullum, mm-hmm. the WPO president. He had heard nothing. He didn't know anything. Now, granted... Did he he think you guys were fucking with him? No, they saw it on the news. Okay. But he just hadn't heard anything. Now, his direct contact to the Arnold people was through Danny Digg of the XPC. Right. But Danny had not heard anything either because he was posting on social media. So at this point, nobody knows what is going on. By the end of Tuesday, it appeared as though the original message from the press conference was that the sports will occur sans spectators was fine. But at that point, they weren't even sure where coaches are going to be allowed, where handlers are going to be allowed. Yeah. And if anybody knows anything about equipped powerlifting, it's almost impossible to do equipped powerlifting without at least a handler, if yeah, not a couple. There, I can't think of any way to do that. It's just basically the lifters were posting on Facebook, like, you know, we could just help each other, you know, wrap each other's knees. Yeah. And what defines, and they were saying, what defines spectator? Like, is my coach or handler, is that, in, you know, is that included? Because they're not really there to spectate. They're there to help me. Yeah. It, uh, it, and so I was actually in the air when all this got announced. I heard a few things uh, when, I was, when we were pulling back, uh, heading to Columbus. And then when I touched down, my phone just blew up when I took it off airplane mode. Yeah, I had people messaging me. I was messaging people. We're yeah. trying to – because I – at that point, I am finishing up at the gym on Tuesday – and I'm going to take a few clients Wednesday morning, and then Ken Stone and I, my brother, we're going to drive to Columbus midday Wednesday. So we're like, are we loading up? Because I brought three bars. I brought you know, a bunch of other smaller stuff for the WPO. Like, am I loading this stuff into my car? I already had it ready, and it's sitting out by the door. Am I getting ready to drive to Columbus or not? So by the end of the evening, it appeared as though the event was going to go on. It was, if, it was midnight. Like, it was like 1230 a.m. Yeah, I heard, from, time. I heard from Wayne that it sounded like <laughs> – the event was going on. Danny Digg had posted on various social media that it sounds like the event was a go, at least for him, his full power meet. Yes. Now, Danny Digg and the XPC also runs a couple of expo events. So essentially events out on one of the stages in the expo area. He right. has a slingshot bench meet. He has a deadlift event. And he has um, another equipped bench meet, which he calls Last Man Standing. And those are all done at specific time frames. Like he has an hour or two-hour window to right. produce this event. So there's things going on in the expo area. And if you've never been to the Arnold Classic, it is a gigantic oh, fitness huge. trade show. 
but they also have areas for competitions that people can go watch. Yep. There's the, you know, the famous animal cage where, you know, people usually do just big lifts or big exhibitions. Yep. There's, you know, there was a Ninja Warrior thing. There's a straw man area. There's just tons right. of stuff. There's, there's the center th- stage too, which is like crazy. The rogue stage. Right. The rogue stage, I think, is where Danny was going to have the slingshot bench, yep. Yep. the the 21 deadlift salute, mm-hmm. and the last man standing bench. And so he's, at this point, you know, they're just trying to figure out. By Wednesday morning, the 4th, the message from the WPO is that they will not bar spectators. The message is still supposedly that spectators are not allowed, but the WPO said, we're not going to bar spectators, so if you can get in the Expo Center, I guess you can get in? The XPC and Danny Digg originally said athletes and coaches only, yep. but later said, well, it sounds like they're going to allow spectators as well. That evening, mm-hmm. Wednesday, when my brother and I got into Columbus, we watched a video from, uh, I can't remember his first name, but the, the co-promoter of the Arnold, Lormer, who is you know, uh, business partners with Arnold, and he had a video saying that <coughs> all spectators are welcome. Family and friends and spectators are welcome. Come on in. Come on in. The expo is closed, yep. definitely, yep. But, but spectators are welcome to watch the events that are still taking place. Yep. And then? And then, uh, around that time, the mayor of Columbus said that spectators should not be allowed, and he apparently threatened legal action. The governor... Uh, this, this is what I heard. Right. Unconfirmed. Yes. This is not in a news report, but supposedly the governor threatened to use the Ohio National Guard to come in and shut down the event. This was yes. a rumor going around that they were talking about flat, flatly yeah. shutting down the event completely. And bringing in armed military personnel to kick us all out. Right. This is on Wednesday. Good times. And Thir- then... Thursday morning. So in the meantime, I had you were already you came to Columbus when we got there on Tuesday night. Myself and sure. Jennifer Gimble because Jen had to weigh in on Wednesday. She was concerned she'd be you know doing her water cut might not be especially coherent and just kind of wanted someone there. Sure, I had the flexibility to do so. Now I also had planned meetings for work all Wednesday outside of the weigh in times, and of course everything then hits the fan. I'm texting everybody. Are you still coming? Nope. Nope, nope, we're not coming. No, no one is. So all that gets canceled. Work meetings? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I had with uh, different supplement producers, different, uh, I mean, I was supposed to meet with some people from Rogue to talk about this distribution and talk about different things within their supply chain. And that all gets canceled because of, you know, the Expo is no longer uh, a thing. So was Rogue not there then, you think? Or so just some actually, of the They're based in Columbus, and they said, no, we're not meeting with anybody. Wow. They, they were, you know, the guy was polite about it but it's like we're concerned you're coming from a very heavily populated area with a large international presence you know being in chicago we're kind of locking things down i've heard a lot of companies doing this lately uh well because rogue has a huge presence in general at the arnold correct i mean like you said the big stage is called like the rogue the rogue stage the rogue stage yeah. they have their their name all over it yeah so that was you know obviously disappointing that changed in my whole schedule but that was why i'd gone out there on tuesday because i you know planned all these meetings on wednesday so that thursday and friday uh i could be dialed in and focused on you know spot and loading uh other activities i do uh on the platform and then the rest of the weekend we would you know do the expo thing and party and have fun and uh kind of get the the full arnold experience sure so, yeah that was uh that was wednesday 
So you'd been there, and Gemma was there. I mean, the yeah. ath- the female athletes were already there when they announced this. They're waiting to weigh in. Yeah. Um, on Thursday, I found this. Arnold had a long reply yeah. to the governor and the mayor. Um, and he kind of talked through the timeline and what happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Arnold was there. I'm sure he's maybe on the conference call. Yeah. Arnold is kind of the, I don't want to say he's the pitch man, but he's the front man for the Arnold Classic. But he's certainly not. He's not handling the logistics thereof. No, it's not his per se. It's just his image. Right. I mean, but he has business partners with Lormer. He, yeah. He's involved, but he's yeah. not, you know, physically, you know, calling up people and scheduling them. No, 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 no. He's just, you know, kind of the, the, the front man. He is Arnold. He's with the Arnold's Flex Expo, and we will see all the events. will be great. Right. So he said the decision to cancel it was made 30 minutes before the press conference. Now, I was told that the that Lorimer and his people were given an ultimatum by DeWin and Ginther. You have 30 minutes to decide what's going to happen. Wow. That is one of the rumors I've heard. Yeah, I mean, that. there's some sense to that. Um, he said he did support canceling the expo mm-hmm. because, you know, he understood. He said people's health should go first. But he's not sure why spectators at other events should be limited at the Arnold, whereas you, you have Cavs games, you have Ohio State basketball games mm-hmm. going on with literally 20,000 people. Yep. And we're going to cancel, say, like a powerlifting meet with maybe a couple hundred people at most. Right. Or, you know, a strongman show with a may- thousand people. maybe maybe a thousand people. That's that's really stretching it. I'm sure the bodybuilding show has more, but they were still having that. Yeah. And they were. St- what was interesting, I don't know if this is in the notes here, they were still selling tickets on Thursday morning. The whole website was still live. Wow. For the bodybuilding? For or everything. To- oh, wow. Everything was still live. No, so I, I, I just didn't buy a ticket because... And, and we were getting them free. We, we were getting them free as being staff part of the WPO, but what happens if you pre-bought... They, they pre-sold tickets for the Expo? Yep. And did you get a refund for that? or? Well, the Expo's been rescheduled, so you can use that when it gets rescheduled. Oh, of course. I can, it's not canceled. Excuse me, rescheduled. Yeah, there, there was some... So there's some culpability on Lorma's side, too, or his team's side, and we'll get into that a little bit more as well. But, yeah, so that was one of the things is, you know, a lot of folks, it's up in the air. You know, the travel insurance that you purchase with your tickets, by the way, look it up, vast majority does not cover pandemics. So, But is this a pandemic yet? I don't think so. Uh, I, I, guess, I guess it depends. Yeah, but it, but it's, there was a lot of question if, the, if this type of cancellation is actually covered by travel insurance. Oh, boy. Yeah. Arnold did say in his uh, his you know message that fifty five million dollars is brought to the city of Columbus and surrounding areas in that week, yeah, during that week of the Arnold. And I'd have to imagine that that doesn't even include you know all the residuals of the athletes and the events and other things. You know that probably includes what comes to Columbus, but like yeah. you know other just ancillary sales of people seeing something at the expo and buying it later. Yep. And, you know, the economic impact on the airlines, people flying to Columbus. The and, hotels. I'm, that probably includes the hotels, but it probably doesn't include the airlines. The ride-sharing business. Right, yeah, right. That, that, was, uh, that was an interesting one. So I made it a point to talk to all of my Uber drivers while I was, uh, you know, moving around Columbus. And one of the gentlemen I was talking to, he said I, he worked, he's worked the last three Arnolds. He specifically takes time off his regular job to basically start at 4 a.m., and he starts moving people around. He drives as long as the Uber app will allow him to straight through, 
takes a two-hour break, which is kind of resets it, and then continues to do the exact same thing. He does that for four days straight. So last year, he made enough to take his whole family on vacation in four days. Wow. He will make barely 20% of that for this past weekend. Yeah, I mean, when we were walking around the convention center, it was not full. It's like ghost town compared. Yeah, to I mean, compared to what I saw even 15 years ago, which was way different, but it was sure nothing like last year. Last year's probably wall to wall people. Oh, it was insane. I was <clears> there <throat> with, uh, you know, my co host on another podcast at, at that time. And, you know, he and I were, I mean, we'd lost each other multiple times. Uh, we went out Saturday night, and it was, I mean, the bar district was just wall to wall people. It was insane. It was just, it, and then seeing the difference this year, it was just. It was mind-boggling to me. On Thursday, uh, you know, we we had the WPO semifinals, which yep. we're going to talk more about next week. Yep, what actually happened, but the meet itself really went on without any incident. Um, Pretty much, I was not given a wristband. Uh, I was given one later, but mm-hmm. uh, when we got there, the front—it's kind of like a almost like a hallway ballroom that's right across from the big expo center. Yep, and you could close off the front of it. We had like, you know, kind of those false walls, but it was wide open. Mm-hmm. You could just walk in and the side doors leading the warm-up room or leading into the competition area, wide open. Yep. Nobody was checking anything. Um, nobody, there wasn't, there, I would say there's minimal security on Thursday. I mean, there were security guards, but I didn't see many of them. Right. I was eventually given a green wristband because there were rumors flying that people that had come into the Expo Center or watched the WPO left and tried to come back were not allowed back in because they didn't have green wristbands crazy I, I don't know did you hear or talk to anybody that said that that's just something no, i'd heard I, on all day thursday when i was coming and going back and forth in uh i think i had somebody stop me one time and i said i'm staff and that was it i know that i was on the phone with wayne pullum when i was trying to find out where to park to unload some of the stuff i brought and somebody was asking him like what are you doing here and he's like i'm in, I'm in charge of the event that's going on right here uh, ultimately it was no big deal but I never had hardly anybody talk to me. Maybe I just was walking fast and looked like I knew where I was going. Right. Um, but by the middle of the day, we you were had all... a definite purpose, sir. <laughs> by the middle of the day, we were all told to have green wristbands. Um, the XPC president, Danny Daig, had you know pages of green wristbands he was handing out to yeah, lifters. Like candy. So pretty much everybody had them. Um, and here's where it gets even more interesting. And then... Still on Thursday... Uh, the Arnold Sports announce, announces that the state of Ohio has now banned spectators. Yep. This is after the WPO has gone on. It's later in the evening. Um, in the meantime, uh, supposedly they had threatened legal action on the Arnold Sports. Um, I don't know, you know how, how much teeth there was behind that, yep. but supposedly they had threatened legal action if they didn't announce that. So on their Instagram page, they did announce that, mm-hmm. and they said that only athletes and parents of minor children would be allowed. And as far as I could tell, the only way that they could check that would be these green wristbands that they were handing out, correct? That, that's the only way I could think of. Uh, because nobody I, had, like, credentials. It's not like they handed out badges except for, like, major staff. Yeah, correct. Major staff got the badges, but the, the green wristbands were, uh, were how they t- were able to tell. It was interesting I was looking across social media and looking at different things, uh, you know, on kind of how it was done and all that. One of the Arnold's po- or Arnold Sports is their uh, Instagram handle. Somebody said, I'm still waiting on reimbursement for my travel plans that were canceled. Arnold Sports replies, the decisions this weekend were done, so do comply with direct orders from the city of Columbus, state of Ohio. 
And then someone starts posting, this is private business conducting a private event. City and state can't dictate your cancellation. In fact, they can because the Expo Center is owned by Franklin County. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And so then, like, this massive comments just starts blowing through as people are, uh, you know, getting upset about, you know. Being, yeah, that is definitely a municipal yeah. convention center, as most convention centers are. I but mean, then the Statue of Arnold right out front. Sure, I mean, it is, but I mean, I mean, I think McCormick Place is owned by the city of Chicago. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is, or at least Cook County. Sure. I mean, I think most big convention centers like that are probably municipal. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, and the, as far as I could tell, I mean, we didn't go to all the events. I walked by the USAPL powerlifting area. Yeah, I popped over by there a little bit. I peeked my head into the Expo Center. That, all the days I was there, it seemed like they were checking people's wristbands or checking to make sure they're athletes to go in there. What was interesting is Wednesday, I went to go look just to see as they were tearing it down. No one stopped me. Yeah. Like, it was, I just walked right by. They just waved at me. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> yes. So Weird. let's let's and that, that's that's all Thursday. Yeah. So Thursday you go through the gambit of it. You got Arnold's response. You've got the event going on, seemingly no issues. You've got a threat of legal action. Yep. Then you've got the Arnold Sports announcing that Thursday. This was Thursday evening. Moving forward, there will be no more spectators. So we're like, yeah. I'm expecting like the worst when my brother and I come in there on Friday. Uh, correct me if I if you didn't see this, but there was definitively more security and more police on Friday. One hundred percent. I mean, it looked like it was exponentially tri- more, triple, quadruple. There were security guards all over the place on Friday, and there would be groups of security guards and usually one badged, like uniformed police officer around them. And I don't think I saw any police on Thursday, outside of like the occasional like, patrol car going around the expo, which you would have for any event. Not nothing. Not inside the building. So specifically the WPO area, which had been completely open, was now closed off. And I don't know if that was the WP or the XPC doing that or the WPO, but ironically, since they canceled the expo, <laughs> all the vendors for the WPO had, were blocking the front entrance and they were allowing only the side entrance. And there now was a security guard who maybe was checking green wristbands. Y- yes and no. I mean, um, I know that I showed her my green wristband. She nodded. Yep. Um, Amy Jackson, APF WPC secretary, was told she had to open her suitcase to have it checked because she had all her stuff in there. And yep. she said she didn't really check it. She just opened it up. My brother, Ken Stone, had a black polo on, and he just said hi to the security guard yeah. and walked right in. They he did, assumed it was you. He, did, <laughs> <laughs> he actually had my badge because he didn't have a, so a green wristband. I gave him my judge's badge. I figured, well, if you've got a badge and a lanyard, you look. It, it, it's and, like we and talk. a polo. Right. I mean, we talk about like. Uh, with one of our members here, Georgie, Georgie and on the gram, mm-hmm. you walk anywhere with a ladder over your shoulder, you, you'll be able to get in anywhere. Yep. If you look like, you know, you've got the keys on your on your belt loop and you've got a ladder and you've got like official looking clothes, you probably walk in anywhere and do just about anything. No one's going to say anything to you. No self. I mean, I, there, I've seen a YouTube video where a guy just walks into random like work sites mm-hmm. and walks into a movie theater with a, 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 a ladder over his shoulder and nobody stops him ever. <laughs> That's hilarious. So uh, the access to the warm-up room, ironically, was completely open. Those doors were open. Yeah, no guard, nothing. Nobody was checking. There were guards around there, but they weren't checking anybody going in there. They were checking people going into the spectator area. What was interesting, too, is that in that warm-up area, you know, this is what I have joked about with a lot of people, is no one wants to mess with anyone in that warm-up area. You there's a lot of big, strong people. Like you could not be, you could be just a random large human and just walk in there. They're not going to mess. Right. Around. I mean, they look like they fit, so they didn't say anything yep, to them. Exactly. 
Um, yeah, again, the expo hall was definitely well guarded, and that day yeah. they were definitely were not letting you in without a green wristband. Yeah. Um, but the WPO was eh, ish more guarded, but again, guard ish. That's a good way. Yeah, to I mean, let's be honest here, and I'm not denigrating anybody who does any job, but these security guards are probably getting paid ten, twelve, fifteen bucks an hour, and most of that fifteen bucks minimum wage. <laughs> Most events, they're probably just told to sit in a specific area, make sure somebody doesn't go at a ballroom that's closed, answer questions on how to direct people, and if there's a real big issue, they call for backup yep. from the right, police right, or right. from their supervisor. Yep. They are not equipped to handle 80-plus events and the registration and the coaches and the athletes oh. thereof. That, that's why you have individual promoters mm-hmm. to handle that. That's not the job of the security guards or the police, for that matter. Correct. There was, there was an article on Friday that Arnold was sad, quote-unquote, that there were no spectators. I'm very sad to have some new friends. Uh, he was noncommittal on coming back to Columbus. He usually says, see you next year. Yeah. I, that was very interesting to me, that he refused, because they asked a few times. Um, the full is a full, like, it's like a six-and-a-half-minute interview, and he, he's asked a couple of times, and he just does not commit at all. I don't blame him. <clears throat> I, would I don't think Arnold was happy. We did see Arnold at the WP on Friday. We did. He walked right by me. I was told to be much quieter and to turn the music down, because if it was loud and I was talking too loud, Arnold would just turn around and go. I was told that by his people, by Wayne, by Michael Fahey, by multiple people. Wow. They told me like three times. I'm like, I got it. I'm going to turn the music down. I'm not going to announce this loud. So if you were curious, Bane, why I quieted my announcing down a little bit, um, I was told, do not announce too loud and turn the music down when Arnold's there. Interesting. And then Danny came by. He's like, why is the music so soft? I'm like, they told me to do that. Wow. Cause, so, yeah, because they did not turn it down at all when, uh, you know, other, uh, not Arnold, but other people were coming through at the XBC meet. So Yeah, I mean, but yeah, Arnold had a whole entourage. I mean, yeah. it was Arnold. But he did come by. He watched a little bit of lifting. He went around with WPC President Mike Sweeney. Yep. Um, he walked right by me. He went right by the platform. He took a like a selfie and a TikTok video. Yep, I was in the TikTok. Oh, very good, Bane. Um, after the meet was over, this is just, it has really nothing to do with the security of the event, but it was just kind of funny. Um, <clears throat> Vulcan Strength Systems provided the new kilo plates mm-hmm. for the WPO. And because we'll be providing the equipment for the Super Finals in October... And Wayne Pullum lives in Jacksonville, Florida, yep. and does not want to have these sh- plates shipped back to his house. And he just shipped back up here. And I've been shipped back up here. He just told us to go ahead and take the plates back to Chicago. Yep. Now, we were on the complete opposite side of the building from the loading dock, like a long ways away. Yeah. There's no way we could have made that happen. I mean, we could have. It just would have taken a long time. Yeah. And so we were right by the, right by the road, and I asked Danny Dagg, XPC guy, you know, can we load it by the road? He's like, well, you can try. <laughs> so he let us borrow one of his, you know, weight rollers, yep. wagons. The weight cart. Yeah, the weight cart. And we pulled right up uh, on the road in an yep. area that said no stopping, no no loading. There were security guards everywhere. There was police everywhere. Yeah, and they did not stop us at all. And actually a police officer came up to Ken. Yeah. Because he told somebody else that was sitting there waiting for somebody, get out of here. Yeah. And he said to Ken, oh, are you guys loading? Ken said, yeah. He's like, okay. And he's walked back across the street. <laughs> so we loaded up 1,300 pounds of kilo plates Ken and has bars. A kind face, so it's fine. Yeah, they just, no one says anything to Ken, I guess. Uh, we were ready to move. Uh, we were ready yeah. to just be like, well, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. So we didn't ask any security mm. guards. We just went ahead and loaded it up. Right. That was funny. Oh. That, that very same phrase came up this evening at the gym. It's not that funny. 
Yeah. So that's kind of the timeline of events. It's it's crazy because it like I mean it was for especially on social media, there was just so many questions. You know, oh my would my coach or handler be allowed? What about my family that's coming to watch? You know, uh, are the sports even going on? I, I'd like to talk to one of our members here, Tiffany. She posted on Instagram that she had heard her uh, pole dancing competition was canceled, and she said, "Here's my routine. You'll probably never. I'll probably never do it again." She was supposed wow. to be competing in the Arnold pole dancing competition. I haven't seen her in yet. I'll have to ask her if they did cancel it or if she ended up going or maybe they didn't cancel it, but she thought it was and she just didn't end up going. Right. I, yeah, I'd like to hear from other athletes from other sports. It seemed like everybody from the WPO did end up coming. I'm not sure about the XPC. They ended up doing the XPC Expo events inside the XPC WPO ballroom area Yep. instead of on the Expo floor, which kind of... It worked out fine. You know, they had to switch some schedules so around a little bit. Started at 6 a.m. Yeah, they had to start the one bench meet, I think, at <laughs> yeah. uh, 8, right? No, uh, they had to be there at 6.30 or 6 o'clock. So sure, sure, right, right. Uh, so it was, it worked out fine. And actually, my brother and I were saying it actually worked out maybe better for us because we didn't have to deal with as many crowds. We went out to restaurants, didn't have any weights. Yeah, that We was, went to bars, didn't have any weights. That was wild. Because uh, I'm sure in other years, it's not like that at all. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was crazy. There were times we'd go to you know bars similar to the one we went to Thursday night, and we're waiting 20 minutes to get a drink. Wow. I mean, we walked right up to the bar, no problem, had a drink in three minutes and walked back. Yeah, had uh, shots upon shots. Oh, my God. So let's talk about the implications of the cancellation. Yeah, the, the ripple effect, butterfly effect, whatever you want to call it on this, is significant. I mean, it's it's more than than really we can even cover in the context of this podcast. But no. let's start with the one that I feel the worst for and is the most affected. Yep. The vendors. Yes, because so if you look at the Arnold Expo, and again for those who've never been, you know you've got your huge huge vendors. You've got Rogue. You've got Monster Bang Energy. You've got Animal. You know they take up a good amount of space, but to be honest, they only take up about forty percent of it. The rest of it is all one and two table, you know, small businesses that they bank on this kind of stuff, literally. And one that comes to mind that I uh, thought about was uh, a local guy, uh, Huck Finn, Tom Finn. He owns Huck Finn Barbell and, and the apparel that goes with that. I mean, it's these smallest booths are $10,000. Right. Yeah. It was, it's a minimum $10,000 investment. That's just. To get have, in the door, get get your ticket. Like, that's just to get a table. Yeah, that's not all the other things that go with it. You stock up on merch. You figure with all the different merchandise that you're going to have, and this is just to get the the, the stock twenty grand. Right, because you want to have enough. I mean, if you want to break even on that ten thousand dollar investment, right. you want to have enough stuff that you can sell to make money. Right, right? and. So obviously you get you know you use some cost breaks in there because you're you're buying a large piece right for that time frame, but then you've got to transport it there whether you do it yourself or you ship it either way. And there's some places that'll print your stuff and then drop ship it for you, but there's still a cost to that, right? And you know I'll, I'll get into that here in a second. So you've got all that. Then you've got also because this is an expo center, just like at McCormick Place, you have handling charges once you get there. Right. That's one of the <clears> reasons why I know that. We looked years and years ago into doing a fitness strength expo, yep. kind of like what we did this last year mm-hmm. at McCormick Place. A guy that wanted to do a big fitness expo, you wanted me to run a powerlifting meet. Yep. 
I mean, and I'm not hitting on anybody getting paid anything, but the charges for us were just absorbent to try to go into McCormick Place and run an event. It just, we, yeah. we couldn't afford it. It's a racket. I'll call it what it is. It's a racket. Yeah. I mean, they told us, you know, we couldn't move in our own equipment. Yep. We'd have to have their guys do it, or at least their guys supervise. We yep. couldn't hooking up any of our electronics. We have to pay a union electrician. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not hating on anybody being in union or getting paid where they can get paid, but for the budget of our events, we can't afford that. Correct. And so you got all that. And so you're just to, to get your foot in the door and be there and set up at the Arnold. I mean, you're looking at 40 grand. Wow. Minimal. And, and then you're, you know, now granted, you're expecting to get that foot traffic from the 250,000 plus people. Yeah, you're hoping that you make that money back. Otherwise, right. people wouldn't be putting 10 grand down to if you get, buy a booth. You know, 1% of the people there buy a t shirt from you. Well, boom, you just made $50,000, you know, on top line. So, you know, it, it's, it's worth it to you financially to do that and then to continue to get your brand out there. So it's a good thing. So now here's the thing is that, you know, by. Tuesday evening, uh, most of the stuff's there. Actually, almost all the stuff's there. Right, because if, if it starts Thursday, you're getting the stuff shipped in Tuesday, so it can yep. be set up Wednesday. Wednesday's the Because Thursday, like, everything's needs to be... You're not setting up on Thursday. No. Like, the expo is done and ready Thursday. Correct. So you're set up Wednesday, because at whatever, 10 a.m. or 9 a.m. On, on Thursday morning, those expo doors open, and that place is flooded with people. Right. And so you, you have all that going on, and... You know, again, you, you, it depends on your your structure and what you do and how much you ship. But you're, you can assume for an for an expo like this, the way it's set up, and the amount of trucks going in there, uh, and the and the the lack of things coming out of that area. Even though you know Ohio's a good production area, you know, you're looking at anywhere from depending on where you're shipping it from, a couple three grand to ship a full truckload. If you're shipping just pallets, because again, it depends on. You know your negotiating structure. You might be spending a thousand dollars to ship a couple of pallets over because right. they know there's a premium charge for it. Right. Yeah, it's supply and demand. And, and and not only that, but the stuff that you're shipping in there. I mean, sure, if you're Bang Energy or Monster, or one of these, like, yeah, you can ship it in. You can ship it out. So you, you call that a loss because yeah. you've shipped it in. You don't sell it. You're going to ship it out. Sometimes but, they give that stuff away, anyways. But they've got a massive supply chain. They can leverage that. Right. You know, somebody like a like Flex Comics. They don't have that. I mean, these guys are used to, like, loading up a U-Haul and heading to the expo. And you've got people producing apparel and products that are specialty. So you're going to, you know, if you have the Bain 316 supplement line and you print off, you know, Arnold Classic 2020 T-shirts because everyone likes something with the name on it and something that's unique to the event. And you're printing that stuff and maybe even have the date on it. Mm -hmm. Well, now that you might as well just sell it. Well, you could maybe sell it for five bucks, yeah. but not the twenty or thirty you were going to. Correct. Or how about just promotional items that you sell to, to give out to people with your stuff on it? Yeah. Now, maybe you can reuse it, but if it says you know March fourth through sixth or whatever the dates were, twenty twenty yeah. or Arnold twenty twenty, right? Whatever. Well, uh, remember the Arnold's been postponed, not canceled. Uh, Arnold Classic twenty twenty, Columbus, Ohio, March blah blah blah. All right, yeah. So yeah. any of that stuff, that's all garbage now. It is. And I thought this was ironic, though, Bane. Uh, we saw Squat Life. <laughs> we, I mean, obviously, Lex and Iron Works because Lex and was, you know, providing the equipment for the meet. Right. Um, I believe Bulletproof Sportswear. They all had their booth set up at the WPO. Now, maybe they just did it and they weren't supposed to. And again, but who, nobody stopped them. Who's checking them? Well, I mean, they, there was a guy. What was the deadlift guy that had up there? What was that called? 
Oh, I don't even know. There was a guy set up in a booth outside the ballroom, and he was right next to the security guard. So if they were preventing vendors, I mean, he was literally next to a security guard. Yeah, they, they weren't doing it too and hard. no one said anything to them. And I'm not saying but, they should have. it was have. funny because Rain was outside giving out samples. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That, that is mind-blowing to me. They are a major sponsor for, like, multiple athletes that were competing over the weekend. And they were outside having to give out Yeah, samples. I mean, and uh, we'll talk about this, you know, how this could have been handled better. But, like, you know, Huck Finn Barbell, you know, if he had known in advance, maybe they could have said, hey, we're allowed to set up small areas of vendors in our, yeah. in our you know, sports areas. So, hey, come set up in the powerlifting meet. That's a big community of yours. Yep. There was room for another, you know, booth yeah. to be set up there. An eight-foot table, throw the T-shirts right. up there. Yeah, throw up an eight-foot table in the WPO area. Come see me there instead of in the expo hall. Yeah. Um. So I, those are the people I feel the worst for. I, I read a guy online that kind of has his finger in the pulse of the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. He said he knows of at least two companies that are plausibly bankrupt as a result of this I, cancellation. I mentioned Flex Comics. They have a bunch of sub-brands. Uh, one of them is High Reps. It's kind of a focus on um, CBD and marijuana in, and fitness, kind of the bridge for that. And, yeah, they High Reps is going out of business. Wow. And that is that. I mean – Ten, for, ten people just lost their job. For for somebody that has you know put my neck on the line and started a business, mm-hmm. uh, that I really feel for people like that that yeah. have you know. And we talk about these big brands, but again, uh, most of the vendors, like you said, sixty percent are probably small, like a Huck Finn barbell who probably won't go out of business because it's probably just a. It's a side gig. It's, right a, right it's probably a side gig that he maybe would work towards being a, a full time gig. Yep. But you know he probably printed T shirts. He eventually could sell. Maybe not the volume that he was going to, but you have small brands that maybe count on this event as being their, their springboard, or maybe they're a startup company and they're thinking, this is where we're going to launch our new supplement brand yep. or apparel brand or whatever, uh, and they're putting all St- their eggs in the basket of Stacey the Stacey Burr was supposed to launch her uh, supplement line at the Arnold. Right, and you're, you're putting capital up towards, because you know that your rate of return of 250K people walking through is going to be pretty good. Yep. And at the very least, you're getting great you know, exposure, and you're probably selling product, Yep. and it's just gone. It's all Everything gone. in a day is just gone. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel for these people immensely. It's just, it's, it's brutal to, uh, to think about. The promoters is my next one. Uh, the prom- and I'm talking about the promoters of the individual sports. Yeah. I feel really bad for Wayne and Danny, Wayne Pullum and Danny Digg. Their phones were probably just blown the hell up on I mean, Tuesday night. Yeah, mine wasn't. I wasn't even a promoter. I was, was just a spotter. And, you know, everyone's trying to figure out what's going on because you've got conflicting reports. Mm-hmm. Is the meet on? Is the meet off? Can we have spectators? Can we not have spectators? And we, we talked about this in the timeline, but from what we were told, there was zero, no communication mm-hmm. with the promoters prior to the press conference. They found out on social media the same time we did. They, and then they, I, they knew what we knew. And then I assume they probably have a contact yep. with the Arnold, uh, you know, organizational how, people. How many what the fuck messages did those guys get? Yeah, I, I feel bad for those guys as well because they're just you know, middle management that is told, hey, you know, here's the information you have to give to, you know, all the individual promoters. Because I mean, part of what makes the Arnold Classic work is it is a multi-sport expo where 
people come in to compete and watch sports, and right. then they also come. I mean, it's not just a trade show. Like, it's not like you know one of these that's just an expo. There are a bunch of sports, and it brings people in that are competing in all these various all these various sports. This is a celebration of fitness and and sport that is it's very unique. Yeah, and and that's one of the reasons why it, it's such a big deal for the city of Columbus and, and just you know the Arnold itself. But meanwhile, uh, I know that like for the XPC WPO. On Tuesday night, he's preparing to move all his equipment. He, he might have already had his truck loaded up because on Wednesday, he's setting up. Mm-hmm. On Wednesday, he's, he has to set up, you know, four monoliths and four competition benches yep. and move, you know, three to 4,000 pounds of weights. And Danny had a nice setup of lights mm-hmm. and banners. I mean, all that stuff takes time to set up. And yep. so his phone is blowing up. Meanwhile, he's preparing. Am I going to be moving a truckload of equipment? Yeah, am he, I finding a hotel ballroom? Am I, what am I doing? Right. And, you know, we discussed contingency plans with Wayne Pullum. Said, hey, if worst case, we could plausibly set up here at 2XL in Chicago. It's not ideal, but if it's canceled, you know, if you can get everyone out there in Chicago yep. from Columbus in a couple of days, we could run the meet Saturday, Sunday instead of yep. Thursday, Friday. Um so I feel bad for the promoters because they just weren't given any information on what was going on. Yep. The athletes. Oh, um, my gosh. Many of them would have already been there by Tuesday night. And so they're there. Yep. They've already checked into their hotel. They've already flown. Like, power lifters, they're cutting weight at that point. Like Bodybuilders w- are cutting weight. Right. Oh, I can yeah. only imagine they were in the corner crying, not knowing what to do. <laughs> it sounded like the bodybuilding was always going to go on. But maybe there's other smaller bodybuilding shows yeah. not related to the big one. Yeah, I mean, the physique show, the the, the amateur. I mean, sure. Those are huge ones. Anyway, sorry. And meanwhile, what do you tell, like, other people that are coming in to help you or to watch you? Like, they said no spectators. So that means family and friends cancel your trip? Yeah. Uh, what about your coach? What about your significant other that's supposed to be there with you? Like, just the lack of information yeah. and the conflicting information. That's what's really bad. The conflicting information. Yes. Was yes. I mean, we, we just went through the timeline. It went from Tuesday, events are maybe all canceled, according to Arnold. Well, it went from Tuesday morning, everything's good, right. to... Tuesday, Tuesday evening, there's a press conference. The Expo's canceled, no spectators. Then Arnold said, everything's canceled, except for strongman and bodybuilding. Then it was still Tuesday night. All the events are going on, but no spectators. To the next day, we're probably going to allow spectators. To Thursday, they allowed spectators. To then Thursday night, they're not going to allow spectators anymore, and they might send in the the Army National Guard or sue the Arnold people. I mean, every day you'd go through social media, and there would be another conflicting report. Right. I mean, even there was rumors going around the ballroom for, mm-hmm. like, are they going to kick us out? Are they going to, you know, check green wristbands and everybody? We, we just didn't know. Yeah. That, that, that was all it came down to. There was just such a lack of coherent, clear information. And, and I, I want to believe that the Arnold people were trying to get it to us. I wonder if they were trying to get it. I don't, yeah, I, I, there definitely wasn't detente between the Arnold people and the governmental people, which... Because yeah, it, it, it's, and we'll get to that in a second, just kind of the, how that back and forth, at least the optics that I was seeing. But. Sure. Okay, and we talked about them. Well, what about the fans? What about, you know, people that literally just come 
to the expo. Like, These are water round. There are a lot of people that just come. Maybe they are involved in one of the sports, like powerlifting. A lot of powerlifters I know, they just like to go and maybe watch a little bit of the meet. Yeah. And go, they don't know anybody that's competing. They just want to go watch a little bit of the show. Mm-hmm. Maybe go watch the WPO XPC. Maybe go watch a little bit of the USAPL. And then jump over to the expo and just walk around. Yeah. Get the free stuff. Check out the strongman. Check out the all. all I mean, you see... All these people that you see across social media. Right. It's a chance to see him up. See him up close and personal. See Brad Casper and his fake weights. Everything. (laughs) Right. And many of these people would have already bought hotel rooms. Imagine if you paid for the prepay of the hotel room to get the little bit better rate because you're like me and you're you know, kind of a a cheap ass. And you're like, well, I'll save 10 bucks by By cheap ass. You mean 10 of the two coats of paint? Yeah. Uh, And I'll, you know, (laughs) prepay for my hotel room thinking I'd never cancel it. Right. And you've probably already bought airline tickets if you're coming in from further than Chicago. Yep. You've plausibly taken off work. Yep. And now you're like, okay, is it canceled? Is it on? Can I go? Can I not go? Yeah, it's it's crazy because you've you've got all this all this expense that's already been put out and, and you don't you don't know what's gonna happen to it and you don't know if you can get it back. That's crazy. When you when when you're not gonna get the return you originally thought you were, that's a stressful thing for a lot of people. Right. How about the local businesses of oh, Columbus? God, we these, had conversation with people about this. Outside of the vendors, these are probably the people that got hurt financially the worst. Yes. Because there's, I mean, there's a reason that they call Black Friday Black Friday. It's not because it's a dark time. It's because Not, not like today in the stock market. <laughs> right. It's because that day is where some retailers literally get into the black for the year on that day. They're in the red for most of the year and they get into the black, or they start making profit Mm -hmm. on Black Friday. So you could have some local businesses, maybe restaurants, that kind of break even a lot of the air, but you can't only open, you know, for around the Arnold Classic and other things. You have to be open all the time, so people can go there, and you can have some local business. They might be building their year around the extra business and the extra revenue they get from the Arnold Classic. What, What was the name of the place we went to? Was it Wednesday night? Oh, I can't remember the name of that place. You know, uh, was it Tip Top? Tip Top, yes. Yes. And the server was telling us that their, of their five busiest weekends, see if I get this right, the two through five, the Arnold weekend is bigger than all of them combined. And the Arnold is three times as big as the second busiest weekend. Wow. Not uh, not that weekend. Yeah. No, not at all, obviously. But that that's what they had. I mean, they were this. They had bought food, right? That that's what I have in the notes. Beer. Is right. They had bought extra product, which <laughs> uh, food spoils eventually. There's an expiration yep. on food. Now, alcohol maybe you can hold on to a little bit longer, and you know, there's other things that if you buy extra, you can reuse. But food, I mean, I, I don't know what you do with that. You buy extra food, assuming you're going to have, you know, double, triple the regular amount of business, and yep. you know, you work in the restaurant industry. I know that you have experience with, okay, we know about how much food we need to order. And, oh, hey, we're situated right next to whatever, an event center. Yep. Let's say that you got a restaurant next to a sporting, uh, like where we were at, the Mexican place, yeah. next to the hockey arena. Well, we know on those days we need to stock extra food because yeah. we're going to have extra people there. Your, your pars on game day are going to be different than your pars on non-game days. Sure. And I'm sure that all these restaurants were – planning on having extra people because that's the worst situation you can be in if you run out of food when you got people pounding on your door yeah because and here's the thing is a lot of that food was probably prepped tuesday and wednesday 
Oh, man. So it arrived over the weekend. It's in their coolers or whatever, you know, however they do it. And it's prepped, and it's basically, like, you know, bagged up, ready to go. And now they're sitting there with all this food in their hands. Yeah, and I guess you can maybe freeze it or toss it. I mean, we, you talked donated about the food centers. Right. I think a lot of stuff was getting donated to uh, Nashville for the relief down there because of the tornado. But still, it's just sure. brutal. Well, you've got, I mean, you talked about the Uber drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the extra staffing for those restaurants and bars and everything? And Everybody's going to sit home. Yeah, I mean, maybe people are planning on, you know, like you talked about, somebody that's maybe saving for a vacation. And they think, well, the extra tips I get mm-hmm. on that Arnold weekend can, you know, help pay off my credit card yep. or can help, you know, put towards my kid's college fund or whatever it is. Yeah. And that's all gone. Everything's, um, yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I would wonder what the statistics were on how many people actually attended the Arnold weekend versus the 250K projected. I mean, would you say it's 10%? Would you say it's 20%? Because they said 22,000 athletes. How many of those 22,000 athletes actually came? Maybe 15? I, I, I would guess there was probably a you know, 15% reduction in the athletes because of those who were not allowed to come through and those who decided not to. And then you still have coaches, handlers. Right. And so, but then I would say like, you know, of the spectators and and the passers-by, 10%. Yeah. So maybe instead of 250K, maybe you end up with 30K? Yeah. Maybe? Maybe. Sure. Uh, so, I mean, I, they probably, uh, other than the vendors, they probably took the biggest hit. I mean, we were walking around to bars, which were empty. Yeah. There was a nightclub we walked by that literally had nobody in it. Yep. And they all well, had, they all had signs out that said, welcome fitness, welcome fitness athletes. Yep. We, at our hotel on Wednesday morning, when we were getting ready to head over to, uh, get Jen weighed in, the girl at the front desk, we'd asked her about a couple of things as far as parking and... She had just gotten done taking her 10th cancellation that morning. Yeah. The, the the hotel that we stayed at, they said they'd had just a rash of cancellations before yeah. I got there. If if I had if I had come down there at that time to ask to change the room, we could have gotten the presidential suite for the same rate that I had booked for the uh for for the like surge rate for the Arnold. Wow. Yeah. Almost did it. But didn't. Hmm. Decided to save some money. Ah, uh, okay. So uh, what about the local government? Uh, what about you know the local people around there? I mean, when we drove in there, everything's already set up. Yeah, they have Arnold everywhere. They have banners everywhere. They have detour signs. They have it's, they have special bus routes. Right. They have you know people. I mean, because we were able to park actually in the convention center parking lot, which isn't that big. Maybe yeah, a few hundred that's cars. Insane. Like I've never been able to park there. And they're like. A mile away from the convention center, they're pointing you to Arnold Parking, and I assume yep. they do like a shuttle bus, yep. or you just walk a mile. And there, there's shuttles from my hotel that I was staying at. I mean, everything. They had already had probably extra shifts of police officers and yep. security guards yep. already set up, Correct. and some of them were still there. Yeah, especially after Friday. But. <laughs> <laughs> right, especially after they were you know threatening to bring the National Guard in, but... There's all kinds of things that were. I mean, the advertisements on the doors, like the decals, yeah. they were already there. Every- um, uh, that's how hasty it was. It's crazy. So all this stuff was all, and then that's that's money lost on their part. I mean, now granted, I guess the event still went on, but you know they probably will have to redo some of those advertisements if they eventually reschedule the Arnold. Yeah. And but what I'm going to say this: What's the point? Who's going to come? That is a good point. 
they have said they're going to reschedule the Arnold, but yeah, and I've heard going back to the vendors, I've heard they get they get five percent of what they paid back. Yep, that was out a, of the out of the ten thousand they get back. What is that? Uh, is that five hundred? Five hundred bucks. They get five hundred bucks back out of ten thousand. That's a. I mean, that's a that's a polite fuck you, but that's a yeah, that's a low blow right to the right to the groin. So I was talking with uh, a friend of mine today. And he he had been asking about like how it was like because he he was supposed to go and chose not to. And we were first talking on Instagram, and then we decided to talk uh, via text. So there's a obviously there's gonna be a ton of fall off in this weekend from both the vendor and competition folks as well as a consumer perspective. The faith in the city of Columbus is very low right now because of the way this was all handled. Arnold's brand has been damaged. Like the Arnold Expos has been damaged by this because of the way it was handled. Yeah, undoubtedly. I mean, but there were, there was a lot of WPO lifters who were probably only medium about being at the Arnold because they know what you yeah. know, kind of a bro meat meat factory kind of. Yes, but they knew there'd be people wandering by, and they'd have a potentially big crowd. Right, they'd have a bigger audience. So, I mean, and, what, and why the WPO would go to an event like the Arnold versus just renting a ballroom is that you potentially get more exposure, and that mm-hmm. can draw more sponsors. So that's right. why you would, you know go through the crowds and the and the bros. And the the other issue is that while this is all going on, Arnold Australia is promoting like hell. They are still on in two weeks. Wow. I didn't not and that was a question I'd saw is like, is Arnold Australia canceling? Yeah. They are promoting like hell that they are still on. I know that uh, our friends Emma and Kali mm-hmm. in England, where there's they do their nationals at a giant fitness expo called Body Power. Yeah, and they were announcing that as far as they know, everything is still on yep, and still a go. They're still doing their meet. So, so yeah. So I'll, I'll, we'll get into the kind of what the future is going to hold. But I mean, it again, it's just it's it, it's going to get nasty because because the other fallout is going to be. You mentioned that certain athletes were not allowed to come in. What I did see a little bit of was certain individuals if they if you were not a very obvious american born person of asian descent so you had no accent they were stopping you and they were checking you hmm there's going to be some fallout from that well someone mentioned online is there a class action lawsuit in order here i think it's coming yeah, I mean, there's I don't a lot know who against, but I know it's coming. Well, I mean, everybody, everybody under the sun, yep. the 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 state of uh, state of Ohio, city the Columbus, city Franklin of Columbus, County. Arnold Sports, yeah, uh, all of them could get sued. I mean, there's a lot of people that lost a lot of money, vendors, people that. I mean, those are pro- that would probably be the prime people that could that would have the teeth I, and the capital yeah, to be the I would vendors, say that, vendors and fans. That that's what it's going to. How they would band together, I don't know. But fans that's, would be harder. The vendors would be there. There would be some teeth there. Um, and I don't know what's in the fine print of their contracts. Yeah, but yeah, you said they're they're going to reschedule. Okay, when they haven't announced it, yep. and when they do, part of what we talked about what makes the Arnold unique and special and draw so many people is that there's all these sports going on. Mm-hmm. These sports are planned a year in advance, yeah. well in advance, and they're coordinated. And they're most of them are annual events. The XBC has been going on there a number of years. Um, the strongman, the bodybuilding, they've all been going on for years and years. Who is going to run a sports event at this rescheduled Arnold? Because the events already went on. Yeah. Who are they going to? Are they going to tell Danny Dague like, "Hey, just put on another random event"? He's yeah. going to be like, "Why?" Are you? And, and then it might be like, instead of the, the not so extreme powerlifting classic, <laughs> right? And so then they might be like, "Okay," because because that's the well at, previously that was their world championships, correct? Correct. And so now they're going to say, "Well, 
why would I just run a meet there? It cost me extra money to bring the stuff out there versus just another local venue. Yep. And it's harder. So how about you pay me to yeah. come out there and put on an event? Then maybe I'll consider it. Yeah. I, there, there's so many ramifications. Like, of these vendors, who's going to then come back and do it? Someone run a business. They ain't going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say Flex Comics is the one I keep thinking about because I, I saw that, like, they actually started a GoFundMe page to get the bridge capital to make it to the next expo. Wow, that's that's heartbreaking. It is. I, it, I've bought their stuff previously just because I'm a nerd and I like how they do their stuff. So my wife and I went and bought stuff specifically from them to help with with all this because it's just it's heartbreaking yeah it's if crazy. you feel bad for the vendors i would say any ones that you know of you know that go, a lot of them are running sales go buy some of their products 20 bucks to uh, literally this is one of those situations every dollar counts yeah go and buy something of them if you know somebody who's supposed to have a booth and got canceled or yep. went and you know shipped product there and had to ship yeah, it back God. that's probably how you could help is is buy something of their product yes so how could it be handled better uh well let's start with the cancellation, if it was going to happen, should have happened at least a week out. At least. Because we, you, you get to that D-Day portion of when stuff's getting shipped in. Like, and I get it. There's there's a lot of... There, there's scared people about this whole coronavirus thing. And, you know, now they're, they're talking about, you know, masks are, are out of supply. And, you know, uh, hand sanitizers are, are low on supply. And now toilet paper supposedly is... <sighs> Does the coronavirus have a uh, have it must a, have a poopy effect? I don't have a poopy effect. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's that's one of the a little headline just popped up on my uh, CNN news uh, on my phone. You've got to think about the ramifications of you know two hundred seventy five thousand people coming into your city, on top of the fact that the first night of this thing is Thursday Thursday, and the Ohio State University hits all the bars downtown with all these people. Right. Like, you've, you've got to plan out. I, I don't see how you can sit there the day before one of these events and go, yeah, just cancel it. Screw it. Well, and if you're going to cancel it, the communication, because it seemed like their way of communicating it was just put out a press conference. Yeah. And yeah. everyone will see that. It's like, what? No. You have 80-plus promoters. You have 20,000 athletes. You have you have language barriers. You have you I mean, know, how all many these different things? How many vendors? Hundreds of vendors. Yeah, you have athletes coming from multiple countries. Yep. If you're going to cancel it, there at least should be. I, I understand why you maybe wouldn't want to tell the promoters a long time before canceling because then it's going to leak out. Right. But okay, the night before, a quick message out all the promoters. Here's what's going to happen tomorrow morning. We're going to have a press conference at 9 a.m. Yep. Please. You know, keep it quiet until then, but so you know, and then at that point, you can start communicating with your athletes. There should have been a structure and a way that this yeah, happened. Because they could have, when when all the athletes start blowing up Wayne and Danny's phone, they go, yep, that's correct. The expo is canceled. However, our competitions are still going on. Limited number of spectators. Yeah, and each lifter will be allowed one coach and one handler, two people total, and that's it. Yep. And so basically, that You'll need green wristbands to get anywhere. Yeah, that press conference happens. And an hour later, Everybody the SBC and the WPO put out a, a memo, you know, on social media and to, via email to the athletes. Boom. Done and done. Right. If you're confused, holler your boy. Yeah. And if they were going to cancel, I, I get why they wanted to cancel the expo portion. because that's I understand. That, that is a huge mass of people. But I, I don't like it, but I get it. Oh, yeah. I get that. But it seems like limited spectators, which is what ended up happening anyways. Yeah. They're not going to send. I mean, come on. Are they going to send in the National Guard? That's ridiculous. Because that's the, how do you make this exponentially worse? 
you get that one guy who's trigger happy, and all of a sudden you've got a dead fan of the Arnold. Are you kidding me? Right. Who says, you know, you go up to a power lifter that's about to go on the platform and tell them, you know, everybody out of here. Oof, that wouldn't go over real well. Yeah. You might have a mass ride on your hands. Yeah, that, that would have been, oh, gosh. Can you imagine the National Guard guy standing behind Dave Hoff after a big squat? That, that would have been hysterical. That would have been very bad. Yes. So, I mean, again, when you've got Cleveland Cavalier games and Ohio State basketball games with 20,000 people, mm-hmm. I think we can probably let the other events go on with 1,000 people. Yes. And say, hey, okay. you know, we're, we're, we're allowing limited spectators, um, you know, friends, family, yeah. coaches, Green handlers. Green badges only. Right. Green badges only. That's so simple. Very simple. And, but communicate that. Yeah. And then if you're going to do it, you have to enforce it as well. Right. But and you communicate that well in advance so people have a chance to change their travel plans, so they have a chance to cancel their hotels, change their airlines, yeah. or, or make, a, make an informed decision. Right. And, and, that's, and here's the thing. If it was canceled a week out, I, I probably still want to – well, I would have gone because the, the event's still going on, and I'm there to you know, spot and load and, and to help the athletes and to take care of Jen. But I'm like <sighs> – there are people that probably still would have gone out because then also because what did happen then is that other events kind of popped those like pop up events everywhere. Sure, like local gyms said, "Hey, this, this this vendor that we know is going to set up shop yep. on Saturday. You know, we're going to have you know free training at yep. our gym so and the, Joe the vendor. Expo was going on up at his gym and sure, which is good. It, like you could make these different you know things happen, and then you have the local community coming together, and instead of being in complete opposition to you know, what's going on, or, or at least, you know, that's what it felt like. Now you've got the community banding together to make the best of a crappy situation because it is a crappy situation. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it could have been handled a bunch better. Oh, I mean, so especially funny. I would think somebody like you, Ben, who's involved in logistics, somebody like me who's been involved in per- event promotion for many years. I mean, it just the bungling of Give communication. Give it to us. We'll make it better. It'll be so much better. The bungling of the communication of this was just, and the, and the conflicting messages was unbelievable. Uh, so bad. Uh, yeah. What does the future hold, Bane? Oh, here's, here's the big question, and I think this is honestly a question. We talked about in Arnold's article. Yep. Is the Arnold Classic going to be back in Columbus? There is literally a statue of Arnold outside the Columbus Convention Center. Correct. And, you know, it's not like it's the, the Columbus Classic. Nope. You know, it's not the Columbus Fitness Expo. It is the Arnold Classic. Correct. And you, as you said, there's other Arnold Classics in other countries, certainly in other venues. That rotate cities, by the way. Really? Do they in other countries? They rotate yep. cities? Yep. I, I did read in one article that supposedly their contract is valid through 2023, but I'm sure a good lawyer worth his, you know, dollars could figure out a way out yeah. of any contract. Especially at, one that costs the city of Columbus $55 million. They could figure that out somehow. I mean, the convention center that I saw in 2005 is nothing like the convention center I saw here in 2020. I mean, they've completely... Oh, they, re- they rehabbed it. They they've completely rehabbed like the entire thing. Um, it used to be a completely different structure. I believe it's bigger. Um, there's more areas. It's more open. I mean, and I'd say they probably could say that's a lot because of the Arnold Classic. Correct, because it continues to grow every year. Their attendance goes up every single year. Maybe a small percentage, 1%, 2%. Not this year. Correct. So the the TLDR is I don't know. 
I'd say it's not a definite that the, the Arnold Classic will be back in Columbus. I'd say it's not even a definite that this quote-unquote rescheduled Arnold will ever it, happen. That's not going to happen. I'm telling you that right now. That will never happen. So you don't think there will be a fall no, Arnold Classic? there's not going to be. What I do think is going to happen is you give it 45 to 60 days. Most of the fallout will be done. The companies that are not going to make it, unfortunately, will be known. It's going to suck. Those that took the financial hit are going to kind of have an idea of what that hit truly was. Whatever class action suits are going to happen, whatever suits from the fans are going to happen. And then I will tell you this. There is some, I don't know what type of title this person would have, but they're basically a salesperson for convention centers in Las Vegas, Chicago, Nashville, Memphis, and somewhere on the East Coast, possibly New York, but probably close to the D.C. area, that are salivating right now waiting to talk to Arnold's people. Oh, I'm sure. If yeah, they, have, I'm if sure they she, haven't already. I'm sure McCormick Place would love to have the Arnold Classic. Yep. And no. then, how about doing the WPO semifinals at McCormick Place? Sounds Well, it sounds expensive. It sounds very expensive, but how fucking dope would it be? It would if be. If we're able to make that work out. But that that is what I feel is going to happen is, whereas they had never listened to a pitch previously, from these places because of just the, right because I mean how deeply embedded Columbus and the Arnold Classic yep. just they just go together yep. and I think that's probably how what Arnold always felt yep that was always his city I don't know what the history is I mean I do but I'm not going to share it on here oh okay tell you when you're older <laughs> <laughs> so but I I think it's not it's it's not a definite that it will be back um, mm-hmm. and I think that I think the Arnold as you said the Arnold uh, sports festival brand has taken a hit. I think the city of Columbus and Ohio has taken a hit. Yep. And, and, and don't get Bane and I wrong. We get <coughs> the concern of the coronavirus. I, I literally sound like I have it right now. Yeah. I do think it is overblown. Um, I could be proven wrong. Maybe, you know, in, in three months, we're all going to be quarantined from going to public places. I don't think so. Uh, I think this is media-driven. I, I think that it is... You know, if you were going to cancel the liberal lizard media, if you were going to cancel this expo, I get it. There was a way to do it that could have been done way better. Yep. But when there was zero confirmed cases in Ohio, yep. And you could have said we are banning athletes from certain countries, as they did anyways. Yeah. And you could have said spectators are banned from certain countries, or you could have done something where you said we are limiting attendance and we're cutting off anybody who's prepaid. You're in. Anybody else, we're cutting it off, and anybody else who needs to come. I, I don't know. I mean, there's a, there's there's a million so different ways things. you could have done it. Yeah, but I, I do think that, and you know, one of the other things I said during my conversation with my friend, uh, you know, earlier was if I am managing the Arnold series, you know, I'm, I'm talking and negotiating all that, my first question is going to be when we sit back down, because they will talk to the city of Columbus. They will have a conversation with them. My first question is going to be, and in these exact words, what the fuck makes me think that you're not going to try to strong arm us again? And this, because this whole situation at the end of the day between the city, the state, and the Arnold people, it's embarrassing. It is. And there was a, when you got to Thursday and when the Arnold people said spectators are allowed and the government said it wasn't, there was a weird power play thing going on there. Yeah, we talked about this. Like the PR teams are going back. That and went, forth. that went beyond just we're canceling things because of health concerns. It got into like some kind of weird power play where it was like, bigger basically. Right. And 
who's really in charge of this expo. Yeah, that and, yes, hundred percent. That is what it felt. And like. that's what that's what what kind of got weird for me, and where I think if they had all been on the same which, message, which I think is why the National Guard thing got thrown out there. Oh, it's just unbelievable. What a terrible handling by the and I. I I'm sure the Arnold people, they have some blame to go around because it doesn't seem like they certainly didn't communicate with the promoters. No, because no, I know that they are still culpable in this. 100%. They're culpable. I mean, and I think they were probably caught off guard. Who knows? Maybe they had conversations two weeks ago about, hey, is there a possibility of canceling the Arnold? Well, Maybe. and the conspiracy theorists like my partner, Howard, would say, mm-hmm. hmm, they didn't cancel it until two days before when everyone's travel plans were already set and people wouldn't cancel. And the economic impact on Columbus wouldn't have been as bad because not everyone would have had a chance to cancel all their stuff. Fair. But they still, I mean, still did. Oh, they're still going to take a hit. But would they have taken a bigger hit if it had been canceled two weeks out? They mitigated it basically by canceling two days out. Right. And they screwed people over, but at least we didn't take as big of an economic hit. I'm not saying that's what happened. In the the short term, but the long term is going to be potentially a massive economic hit. Sure. No, but come on. Do government officials always think about the long-term effects of anything? No, they're thinking about till November. That's all they're caring about. Right. How long until Mike Pence gets blamed for this? <laughs> <laughs> he prayed. What you going to do? Anyway. A- any final thoughts on this, Bane? We've got a whole other episode where next week we're going to go through what we were going to talk about this yeah. week, which was just the WPO semifinals, which... It, we'll talk about this more next week, but despite all the craziness surrounding the Arnold, I would say went very well. In fact, extremely well. Considering the circumstances, went extre- yeah, like you said, went extremely well. Yeah. Considering the crazy circumstances surrounding it, uh, my final thoughts are: what a shit show, but we still made it work. And that, and that's just you we know, survived the Corona Classic 2020. We did, we did, and uh, you will hear much more about. The Corona Classic Hype Man next week. Okay. And uh, maybe with that little teaser, we will end it there. So this is Eric Stone signing out. Strength and Anger.